Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Prothy. And I'm Paul's Burkhart. Buddy, did you realize that this episode, I'm pretty sure this episode we're recording right now is our 80th episode? Man. Goes by quick, doesn't it? Man, that is kind of crazy to think about. We've been at it for 80 weeks. I know. Haven't missed one. Um, so, buddy, we got... I. I so Steve and I were talking, right, trying to get our recording schedule down because, you know, it's that time of year we'll probably need to bank some, you know, to, to get through the holidays and stuff. And we were trying to think of something good to do this week. Um, and we've had an episode ID, ID, idea. <laughs> we had an episode idea in the back of our heads, like in our pockets waiting for when we needed one. So this week we're going to be discussing, like, what makes a good DLC, downloadable content, and what do we consider to be some of the best DLCs of all time? I think it should be fun. I love this topic. Well, uh, you broached it again to me the other night when we were brainstorming yeah. show ideas. And I mean, what, we started talking about it just a little bit, and you could kind of see the tip of the iceberg. And yeah. I was like, yep, here yep. we go. We got it. We got it. We, we did a little fucking 10-minute test run with our mm-hmm. boy Nick on Discord. And away it was away we go, baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, buddy, I'm, I'm excited to uh, get into this. Um, we've had an exciting high potion as friends development over the last weekend. And that is we dove fucking head first in the fucking fighting games again. That's right. <sighs> we have been super jazzed because Street Fighter 6 is coming out next year and um uh you know doing the stream and stuff we thought it might be kind of fun to play some fighting games on stream so last week sometime steve texted me and he was like hey i can sort of have the evening free if you want to um play some street fighter 4 when you get off work and i was like let's do it um and we did it and we streamed it and it was really fun and it just so happened that while we were streaming it our buddy randy who you guys might remember from the um, cyberpunk episode. Uh, he's also on the Sith list. <clears throat> Showed up in the chat and immediately started talking a little shit, talking about how he's a SoCal fighting game legend and shit. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Randy, get the sticks together. Let's see it. So then that Friday, Steve and I played Street Fighter V, because it's cross-play, against Randy. And I'd like to say that he wiped we fought the floor the good, with us. <laughs> we fought. We fought the good fight. What's the line from Shawshank? I'd like to say that Andy fought the good fight against the sisters. <laughs> Buddy, I'm telling you right now, he, he wiped. Her, yeah, <clears throat> straight up. I almost beat him a couple of times. I came real close, like within a hit, you know. Um, but props to him. He's really good, and it got me fired up because big you know, time. It, it, it's been a while since I've properly sharpened my fighting game skills, so now I feel motivated to do it. And, and on top of that, you yeah. bought the nicest birthday present of all time, which is a fight stick. Yeah, man. Which, 
I've been playing fighting games for pretty much my whole life, and I've never owned a nice fight stick. And yeah. now I finally. And you know what's? We had been talking fight sticks since like what the summer, probably mm-hmm. around the time they announced Street Fighter Six. And we we're both talking because we've mentioned it before. You know, back in the days when we played Street Fighter Four all the time, we both had special fighting game controllers, like but you know, actual like pad controllers that were sort of modeled after the Sega Saturn, you know, not mm-hmm. exactly, but very similar to that kind of fighting game controller I prefer. Um, and we're talking about like, I don't know, man, there's a lot of really good fighting games out there now. Like back when Street Fighter 4 was hitting, at least in our sphere, it was kind of a Street Fighter 4 Mortal Kombat. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Marvel versus Capcom, right? Like, I'm sure there were other games being released that we just maybe weren't as aware of. But it seems like since Street Fighter 4 and Mortal Kombat, and you could even say, like, that game Skullgirls, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big hit, there's been a bit of, like, a f- renewed interest in fighting games and, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it seems like for me, because then you had, like, the really good Dragon Ball one that came out. Mm-hmm. Yep, excellent game. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't want the week of Street Fighter 6 coming out where we're both like, shit, I got to find a control. You know what I mean? Because that's what happened last time for both of us. With Street Fighter, when we started, got it into got into Street Fighter 4, and when we finally decided to give Street Fighter 5 a shot, we both scrambled to find controllers that worked with the PlayStation 4. I was like, not this time, man. No way. So I ordered myself the, um, it's from the same company, a Hori Fighting Commander Octa, right? <laughs> Which is a gamepad style. And uh, I was like, man, Steve's birthday's coming up. Fucking his birthday and Christmas are real close together. I'm going to send him the fight stick. Because, once again, another shout out to a friend of ours. My buddy Michael Pappas texted me one day. And he was like, look what I got, Halsey. Look what I got. And you know he got a <laughs> slamming fucking deal on it, too. Right? <laughs> fell off a truck. Yeah, it fell off a truck. And some dude was like, I'll give it to you for $30. And he was like, sold. Um he showed me that fight stick that he had, and he had just gotten it and said it was really good and showed me websites where you can go and get custom artwork printed for the top of it and shit. So, like, the options for fight sticks as of right now for PlayStation 5 are fairly limited, to be honest. And that one has really good reviews, so I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I got a chance to play around with it. It came in today. Yep. Played with it for about an hour on some Guilty Gear Strive, and man, I was pulling off some combos pretty easily with that thing. I have to get used to the button layout. <clears throat> it's it's okay. eight buttons, you know? Right. Uh, four and four, and Guilty Gear is like a five-button game, so there's kind of like, it just takes a second to get used to the, like, using the big buttons and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It's a little a diff- practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, it... It feels so good, though. God, the joystick feels amazing. And the way... So, like, by the way, I sent that to you. Like, I ordered that. There's a whole story about the nightmare of getting my hands on that fucking fight stick. I don't know why it was so (laughs) difficult. But um, I sent that to you before we got back... Or I ordered it for you before we got back into fighting games, even. Like, and Mm -hmm. it just so happened to... And then the other night, we were hanging out because it became very evident that it wasn't going to make their make it there in time before your birthday so i was like hey man because i could hear it in your voice that first <laughs> night we played street fighter 5 with randy where you were like yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to look into some controllers i'm gonna look into see i i definitely need a different controller you and i both were bemoaning you having to use the ps5 controller and look it's fine the controller's fine it's just you know, I take I, when I play a fighting game, I'm a I'm a little more serious than basic controller guy with with that stuff. You know. Well, and like I love the the Dual Sense. I love the Xbox Elite. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think they're both incredible controllers. Neither are great for fighting games, Mm-mm. in my opinion. Right. Um, and the Octa is pretty nice. It took a little bit getting used to because I um, it's got a bit of a <laughs> different sort of D pad that I'm used to having on there, right? Like, it's got that sort of style D-pad. Right. Mm -hmm. But the buttons have switches in them, so they're, like, real fucking clicky and satisfying. Um, Yes. I love that, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, 
I'm looking forward because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Steve, and with our listeners. I don't know, and, and this, does, this is not an indictment against the game. Um, I don't know that I'll ever be, be very good at Guilty Gear. I can't seem to grasp it. And I'll play it anytime you guys want to. But mm-hmm. something about that game, man, like, and obviously, like, I haven't put a ton of time into it. You know, probably a cumulative three hours total mm-hmm. from when I first bought it and through last weekend. So it might just take a little bit. But, like, there's just, there's something about the movement in it that throws me off. Because, like, there, do you know what I mean? Like, the movement in yeah, I do. Street it's different Fighter from, is it's very different. different. From Street Fighter. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it. It feels like they intentionally tried to design it some way, di- in, so it felt completely different from Street Fighter. Absolutely, and it might just I, I like totally I said, I think it. it's probably. And you know what I need to do is I need to like find my roster of two, maybe three, for now to focus on, and then branch out. I'm having trouble think... finding a really fast character that can keep the pressure on. That's my mm-hmm. fighting game sort of strategy, right? Um, Giovanna, I think, is is uh, definitely likely as a character, but right. I would watch some YouTube's. There's a, a lot of good ones out there for Guilty Gear. Oh, I like bet. which which characters should I pick? Stuff like that. You can even watch some of your characters like basic combos. You know, watch uh, like easy like three button combos or four button combos. And once mm-hmm. you get the hang of doing a couple of those, that's kind of the key to winning in Guilty Gear because you just start stringing certain combos together and yeah. you know daring your opponent to try to get in between them. That game, by the way, gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, it looks amazing great. Amazing looking game, man. Really neat. Um, there's a lot to like about it. I just can't seem to grasp it in the way I would like. In the mm-hmm. way that I did with you know Street Fighter and the newer Mortal Kombat's even. Uh, but man, like the other night we were hanging out in Discord and I was just sort of looking through the fighting games available on PlayStation. There's a lot of cool shit out there, man. Like I would mm-hmm. love to try out King of Fighters 15. We have yep. we have Melty Blood that neither one of us have really fucked around with a whole lot, you know. Uh Samurai Showdown, there's mm. the new Tekken coming out. You know there's going to be a new Soul Calibur, a new uh, dead or alive like we're gonna get into fighting games hardcore this generation i can already tell it yep it's coming back yep i can feel it already we took a bit of a break for the last generation we played yeah. we fucked around we knew boot goofed a little bit but not like the 360 generation no the 360 was like a it was like a golden generation for it kind of like the super nintendo era yeah, yeah in a way it was kind of a rebirth in mm-hmm. my life at least i know there were always fighting games but like it felt like that generation there was a lot to be excited about like the the reboot of mortal kombat was a big one because that game that series was sort of languishing and fucking mid 3d hell yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah I'm, I'm excited to keep fucking around with them you guys should come hang out and uh watch us stream fighting games on the weekend sometimes yeah, it's gonna um, be good. To, it's I a good think we have a pretty big group every now and then because. Yeah, uh, we were missing Jeff last week uh, yeah. weekend, so and he'll be here. Yeah, if anybody can steal one off of uh, Randy, you might know, be him. Yeah, it might be keyboard, him. Keyboard, keyboard player. <laughs> yeah, now we'll have to we'll have to strictly play the crossplay stuff, I guess, with yeah. with him. But that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, because I believe. Uh, Guilty Gear is not crossplay right. yet, but I, Randy was telling me that the crossplay is in beta right now. Mm. Okay. So that may be, you know, another option we can throw in with everybody. Cool. cool. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, 
you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Um, you know, fighting games have usually shit tons of DLC. They sure do, and what a, <laughs> what a fucking wonderful transition. That was an episode 80 transition right there, my dude. God damn. Sheesh. Uh, I'm kind um, of a professional. Yeah. You know? So listen, um, I like to start, like when we have a topic like this, I was telling you last night, I like a little razzle-dazzle at the beginning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like when I think about DLC, right, downloadable content, that term to me was sort of birthed in the the public eye. Like, you know, it became much more uh, well-known in the public in the last or two generations ago during the 360 PS3 mm-hmm. era, right? Because for you and I growing up being sort of PC gamers, you know, like in the early to mid 90s, uh, like into the early 2000s. Um, DLC may not have been called that, but we were familiar with the concept of DLC mm-hmm. because so many PC games, especially the kind we played back in the day, would have what they called expansion packs, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the idea of being able to spend a little extra money, not the full price of a new game, to get some new shit in your game was not a foreign concept. It just c- took consoles a little while to get there. Exactly. And yeah. boy, when they got there, did they kind of fucking doo-doo it up a little bit, man. Because <laughs> not all DLCs or expansion packs are made equally. Oh, no. Definitely not. Um, and I was trying to pinpoint it, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I think a lot of people will point to the horse armor in... Um, bethesda's skyrim as like a big turning point for dlc um because that was the most memeable right well it's oblivion it wasn't skyrim it was was sorry it was oblivion you're right yep Mm -hmm. um and uh i remember people being like two two ninety nine yeah for horse horse armor yeah but i imagine there was a bunch of people who bought that well, and, and so, you know, I didn't have the experience of the original Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. The PlayStation 3 and the 360 were the first times I ever really fucked around with online stuff on consoles, right? Like, um, my buddy Steven had the PlayStation 2 modem, and he let me borrow that one weekend to play SOCOM online with people. I bet like, that was neat. Uh, yeah, I thought it was neat. I was like, yeah. holy shit, this is cool. I'm doing it on the PlayStation 2. It wasn't neat enough to make me go buy a PlayStation 2 modem and keeping mm-hmm. it going, you know? Um, but yeah, like, so on the original Xbox, right, with Halo 2, was there map packs you could buy? On Halo 2? Yeah, like, did they have any paid DLC? I can't remember. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, nothing comes to mind when it comes to halo dlc the one i remember was the third one on the 360 yeah now that um, that uh, halo 3 map packs on the 360 would easily make some of my best dlcs of all time like there was legitimate and once again this was a time when halo 3 was all we played like you know, like we might have a single player we were messing around with, but Halo 3 went on for a while, probably close to two years mm-hmm. of constant play. And, and like, just as it seemed like we might be tapering off a little bit, they put out a map pack. And there were some really cool maps in it. And I remember being really excited for it. Yeah, me shit. too. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'd text texting you map yep. pack today, man. Yep. And, or we'd be sending IGN articles with screenshots of the maps and shit back and forth. Be like, ooh, look at this one. It's like a moon base. And then years later, we'd play Halo 3 in the Master Chief collection, and that's the only goddamn map it would give us on Halo 3 is that fucking moon base. Are you kidding me? Give me some high ground, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, where's the high ground? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I loved their DLC typically. I mean, it was all map packs that i can mm-hmm. remember i don't think they ever released like anything single player or anything like that i, I mean, also remember us being fairly excited for gears 2 and gears 3 dlc 
And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, is it was not to play online against other people. It's because we got new maps for Horde mode, right? Like, right. That we would never play because we would always, <laughs> always play, play River. River. <laughs> I do remember, I don't know the name of it, so it shows you how little it stuck with me. But I do remember there being one in Gears 2 that we would occasionally alternate in instead of river. And it was inside oh. map and sort of like a refinery type area. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Kind of. Yeah, I do. There was another one too that was like on a street that I seem to remember doing as well, where there was like a building mm-hmm. on the side that you could run in. Yeah, I remember that one. That one was okay. It was okay. I feel like yeah. that might've been three. That Maybe. might've been. May have, may have been. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, online shooters, that was kind of their, um... Yeah, the DLCs, yeah, like, they're, typically were, you know, the map pack. Yeah, the they're, map pack post, route. they're post-release monetization efforts back in that generation. Map packs, that type of thing. This sure. is before a battle pass, right? Now it's and battle even, pass. Even piggybacking onto what you said earlier about, um, you know, PC games getting... Um, expansions or whatever mm-hmm. even some of the shooter games back then like oh, unreal yeah. tournament would release like patches for free mm-hmm. that would have maps new maps and um like new skins and stuff and yep. i just remember thinking that was the coolest thing in the world and like um you know like it's there was after a certain point it seemed like all the blizzard games got uh uh expansion packs right like yep. for the mm-hmm. warcraft games and for fucking Oh man, Starcraft. Oh, Starcraft. I, I gleefully bought those. <laughs> Me too, man. The Brood War for Starcraft is almost better than the main game. Like the campaign mm. of that is really good. Yeah, and those were good. You got mm. campaign. You got new units for the um, factions and um, new powers for the for the units that you had. Yeah. Sometimes, man, those are some great games. Um. Uh, MMOs, right? Being a big fan of MMOs, expansion packs before they were called DLCs were a big mm-hmm. thing. Like uh, EverQuest expansions, like they pumped those things out. It seemed like <laughs> almost every year, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe even every eighteen months. Um, World, Strike while the iron's hot, man. Yep. <laughs> World of Warcraft, right? Like I would consider Burning Crusade like an all-timer expansion pack slash DLC. For me personally, because it was at the peak of my obsession with that game before the, you know, the less pleasant stuff when you play uh, an MMO that much before right. it was real p- prevalent, right? Like, Was that the first DLC for that one? It was. Okay, so I, I never played that. I, I, was, I was out on World of Warcraft before any DLC, I guess. Yep. But boy, they did release a lot of them. Yeah, they did. I mean, they, I mean, they're still going. I think they got one coming out. It might already be out, for all I know. Um. Uh, and then so like you know, just the ability to have that on consoles was like I remember a lot of people being like, "What do you mean, pay for more stuff for the game?" Like resistance yeah. against resistant against the idea of dlc and not even from a way that like i totally get it was, is like uh well i'm not gonna buy that dlc it, it's shitty or it's like why would you mm-hmm. spend you know whatever that may be no, not from a quality issue just from a conceptual issue i remember people being like fuck that pay more money for something extra in a game yeah but to me it was like second i was if, ready if i if i love this game yep I'm happy to pay for a little more. You know what I mean? Like yep. in, in in some ways it can really flesh out a game and make it so much better. I think like, you know, the fallout games have tons of DLCs while they're not all great, you know, some of them are and they, t- you know, they really do bring a good single player experience to some of these games. Yeah, man. Like I think Bethesda, even though they had, you know, maybe the first DLC meme in meme history, with the horse armor, they've well proven themselves as being able to knock out a pretty fucking killer DLC. They don't all hit, but like when you think of stuff like, so for Oblivion, there was the horse armor, but they also later put out Knights of the Nine, which was this whole extra storyline that they added to um, 
Oblivion that was really cool. Really, really cool. Had a cool storyline, new enemies, extra weapons. You know, your classic DLC shit, right? Um, and then, like, uh, a company like BioWare, right, who I'm a big fan of, they put out really good DLCs for the most part. They, it's hit or miss, for sure. Um, Dragon Age, right, the original Dragon Age, has a killer and they didn't even market it as DLC. They straight up marketed it as an expansion pack, like mm. um, back in the PC days, called Dragon Age Awakening. That's like this whole almost sort of Dragon Age 1.5 between Dragon Age 1 and 2. It's really good. Um, the Mass Effect 1 DLC that we talked about in the episode, pretty fucking cool, man. The What is that one called? The one where the Batarians are trying to crash that asteroid I, into a moon or some shit yeah yeah i can't remember what it's called but it bringing down but, the sky oh cool yeah that was a great one yeah one of the now, more memorable missions in in mass effect and it and there were some good missions in that game me seeing that thinking oh shit mass effect dlc is really good so when mass effect 2 came out and hit me like a ton of bricks i beat mass effect 2 in like three days right um on my first run so by the time they started putting out dlc buddy i was ready i used to take the day off from work for mass <laughs> effect dlc not even a new full game but some of that mass effect 2 dlc is really good some of it is uh, not as good right um so, I would say, without giving away any um, spoilers, because you haven't played it yet, Steve, um, I think they're all worth checking out, but the two best ones on Mass Effect 2, I think, are Overlord and Lair of the Shadow Broker. Okay. Do you remember the character, the Shadow Broker, from one? I do. You don't yeah, meet do. them, you just hear them talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really, they really uh, go all in on that in the second one um and then in three mass effect three has i think it's my favorite mass effect dlc ever um and it's called citadel and it is they released it well obviously after the game came out and you know people will probably remember the ending to mass effect three didn't necessarily get the warmest reception all over the internet right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, they released this DLC and buddy, it is not super action packed. Honestly, the whole purpose of the, the, the DLC is you putting on a house party for your crewmates before you go on your last mission. So it's like this mission where you're just getting to hang out with all your friends that you've made over three games and you can invite like, uh, uh, quest givers from like mass effect one and shit. Like if you've continued their, storylines through all three games it's really good that is really very good. cool yeah. yeah i like that idea a lot and it's really well written so uh mass effect 3 citadel and uh layer of the shadow broker are my top two mass effect dlcs of all time from someone who's cool. played them all cool um the rockstar games have notably had some decent dlc throughout the years right uh, like okay and it's weird Right. That uh, well, you can kind of see why they didn't do it with Grand Theft Auto Five because mm -hmm. online became so big, right? And then at that point, they're like, "Shit, we sell we sell a lot of shark cards. Well, why <laughs> do we need to make more story? We'll just throw stuff on in online." But the the that and Red Dead Two. It's crazy that there mm -hmm. hasn't been something cool, really cool for Red Dead Two because once again. The two games in those series that preceded that all had killer DLC. Killer DLC, yeah. Yep. The Undead Nightmare was awesome the undead, for Red Dead 1. Yep, the Undead Nightmare was this whole like uh, alternate timeline thing where there's a zombie outbreak in the West and you know, mm. you're John Marston doing your thing. Um, and then Grand Theft Auto 4 had the Ballad of Gay Tony and Lost in the Damned that were both solid lost in the damned 
and little edge lordy you could tell they were watching that show sons of anarchy and we're like sons oh we're doing that we're 100 percent right. doing that i did love how that character the main character in that basically gets killed within 30 seconds of trevor showing up in grand theft auto 5 yep yep <laughs> sure like i was like holy shit it's that guy from that mid that fucking mid uh grand theft auto 4 dlc mm-hmm. or expansion and I, he was not around long. Nope. Um, another game we've talked about a lot. Uh, the Last of Us. The Last of Us Part 1 has an amazing DLC, right? Left behind. Yes. Yes. Um, Almost essential, I would say. Makes a lot of uh, crucial uh, character development moments for the character of Ellie. Mm-hmm. Right? Really good stuff. Luckily, that comes pretty standard i think with pretty much every edition you can get now but it was dlc to begin with so yeah and it counts baby have you watched the trailer for the show the new one that came out i have not yeah it shows some stuff from left behind i'm pretty sure so like they're going to be doing that in the show which i think is pretty cool nice yeah i've read some review or not reviews but um interviews sorry where they've said that they've you know, they're definitely not going to be following the show, or the game from like point A to point B kind of deal. You know, they're basically going to do their own thing. And that's cool, man. I don't need a retelling of the uh, exact thing. You know, they'll the stick main, to the big yeah, notes. The yeah. main points will be there, but yeah, they're, they're, they'll new boot goof a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if new boot goof. <laughs> yeah. Sad boot, sad, sad boot goof. Sad boot shuffle. <laughs> um. So I okay. While I was, I've been thinking on this subject today. Um, would you consider um, Telltale Game Chapters DLC? Um, that's oh, complicated. It is because... complicated because it's not like when you get the first chapter, you're not getting the full game. Right. And right. the first was the first chapter free. On most of these games? I think so. I kind of think it was. It might have been one of those things where they charge you for it at first, and then once the whole game's out, they make the first one free to try and get you. But I remember both of us like Mm -hmm. being day one excited for Walking Dead chapters. You know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't know if that counted as DLC, and I think you might be right. Eh, It might. But it also might not. Who yeah. cares? Either way, I, I mean, I did. It was a different model, if nothing else. But those games also were, you know, it was like watching a, a weekly television show almost. Mm-hmm. Those games are, I love them, but they're not video games in the sense that like Halo is a video game. You know what I mean? No, it's more certainly. of a storytelling. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a inter- yeah, almost interactive fiction type thing. You know, it's and this is a bit of a a tangent um but i feel like that uh first season of the walking dead um starts off feeling a lot like sort of classic point and click adventure games remember Mm -hmm. like there's parts where you got to get items and combine them with other items and get through puzzles and as that series goes on, it just becomes dialogue choice and decision choice the game. That puzzle element that reminded me of the um, the old point-and-click adventure games mm-hmm. kind of goes by the wayside. Yeah, they kind of went another way with it. Yeah. So, you know, those games, they still hold up to a certain extent, but yeah. they're not my favorite oh. things to play anymore these days. Do you remember uh, the B-Wing expansion for X-Wing? <laughs> I sure do. Woo! Old one right there. That's old school. Bruh, do I remember being excited about that. I was already excited for X-Wing. And before I even had X-Wing, I saw B-Wing in the store in an electronics boutique. And I was like, are they going to do one for every ship? Holy shit. Like, I was so excited for it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good too man yeah it was good that's strong ship um and then steve mentioned it when we segued into this something that he and i both got way into fighting game dlc right mm-hmm. it became a thing where um like no longer are there multiple releases of the same fighting game with 
extra people like because that was a thing in the street fighter 2 era street fighter 2 street fighter 2 ultra street fighter true the hyper edition uh so on and so forth. it was right? true all the way up through street fighter 4 basically yeah because well i mean you could get those characters that they released extra as dlc i think but then they also would release the game later with all the characters mm-hmm. unlocked if you didn't have all the dlc basically like the ultra version and i remember street fighter 4 having like i want to say like three versions i think that you could buy there were three total there was four super and super street fighter 4 ultra ultra right mm-hmm. that all add more characters and then they what they did was go oh we can put all these motherfuckers in silly costumes and charge people money for it. And I fell for it. Hook, <laughs> line, and sinker. Still works on me to this day. You let me see a costume pack for a Street Fighter game and watch me buy it. For characters, I don't even play. <laughs> Bro, why do I have all the Dalsim? <laughs> just in Skins. case rob comes over to your yeah, house exactly because rob is awesome. a dalsam guy and i say this one's for rob <laughs> but yeah man i love some some fighting game dlc um characters or costumes like mortal Kombat. like so street fighter go their their dlc goes you know let's add more characters let's add goofy as shit costumes it's wonderful. Like, that's why I've always kind of preferred Street Fighter just a little bit more than Mortal Kombat is because it kind of has a sense of humor, right? It, it's not afraid to, like, get a little goofy on it, you know? To be fair, and I know what you're saying, I think Mortal Kombat has a pretty good sense of humor, too. Oh, I based do, on too. <laughs> I do, too. For sure, just, but it's a little different. Like, I, I agree. I, I agree. It's 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 way more towards, uh, like, the edgelord, edgelord side than it yeah. is. It's it, it's more American humor and and Street yeah. Fighter's more Japanese humor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. That's perfect. But uh, um, Mortal Kombat, meanwhile, they put out their reboot, right? And when they start doing DLC, they get fucking wild with it. They're like, "Oh, we're adding <laughs> Freddy Krueger and Jason, <laughs> and the Terminator and, and Robo RoboCop." <laughs> In the xenomorph, right? Like they're kids, they're kids in a cafeteria. Like, what yeah. would happen if the alien fought Scorpion? For yeah. Oh, well, what if Freddy Krueger fought Melina? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. It would depend. Is Melina asleep and dreaming? Because if she is, she's dead, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, it's it's so fucking cool. Like, I think, uh, and then like, so they then they do the injustice game, injustice games, right? which are Mortal Kombat with the violence turned down with DC characters, right? Mm -hmm. And then one of those has the Ninja Turtles as a DLC. Like, they're not afraid to get weird with it. And I respect that. Man, that's killer. Quick, quick tangent, just real quick. We've been watching The Boys. Uh, All I'm saying, if they did an Injustice skin with The Boys, I would buy the hell out of that. Oh, really? That would be hilarious. Yes, let's move on. (laughs) Okay. Um so, yeah, fighting games, to me, they've got the DLC thing down. Like, since the last time you and I and Jeff played Street Fighter V, there's been a whole nother character pack. So when we jumped back into it last weekend, I was like, oh, new people. Dan. Dan's here. <laughs> Akira. Yeah, it's, it's- it's cool, man. I think they've embraced the idea of like seasons more now, yeah. you know, like yeah. for fighting games. Guilty Gear is doing that as well. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle of their second season of adding. <clears throat> I think they've added seven now, mm-hmm. and by the time the set, sev- uh, excuse me, the second season's over, there'll be a grand total of ten added. So, pretty cool. Um, and uh, Street Fighter Six, I-, I think they're only going to have a few characters at base as well. I think but, you know, uh, that- what was it twenty. <clears throat> is that, it 20 that's like 20 is more than 18 I but I, like i remember we were talking because i sent you the roster the the launch roster and then yeah for sure there's going to be uh seasons with more mm-hmm. characters and shit and i'll be in for it like street fighter 6 is getting some very positive early buzz and it has me very hopeful for that game so yeah even the elitist ass fighting game community seems to be kind of in agreement that it's, that yeah. it's nice yeah um 
so yeah, like uh, to me, fighting games seem to have like kind of the best grasp on DLC in a lot of ways. Cause I don't know, it just works, right? And buddy, some of them get really crazy. Like, uh, was it last year, the year before, you and I bought was it Tekken five, Tekken six, whichever the the, the Tekken new, seven, Tekken seven. So eight's the one coming out. Okay, uh-huh. we I bought. So. They they had like the ultimate version of Tekken seven on sale on Xbox for like eleven forty seven or some shit, like really cheap. And when I opened up the roster, I just looked at it and closed the game. It felt <laughs> like there were hundreds of people. Smash Brothers, ridiculous the amount of DLC characters and stuff on that roster. So. They do get wild with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fighting games have embraced that that DLC trend wholeheartedly. Hey, it works for them, though. So, you know. um, I also want to throw one other thing in here. I know this isn't necessarily either one of our um, fortes, like our, our expertise areas, but I feel like the Forza Horizon games have some really... Uh, interesting fun ideas for dlc where they'll do like hot wheels dlc where you drive around crazy colorful tracks and hot wheel cars and shit um now another one of my favorite franchises final fantasy they can be hit or miss with dlc right um there wasn't really i'm trying to think there wasn't really dlc for 13 that i can remember they might have done some like pre-order bonus dlc or shit for one of those games in that trilogy um where they really did dlc was in final fantasy 15 and to me it kind of felt like they took some pretty important shit out of the main game and were like we'll sell this later as dlc right so in the story like final fantasy 15 is the ones where the the fancy japanese boys are hanging out and learning the value of friendship you know driving around <laughs> Mm-hmm. the countryside fighting monsters and summons and shit cooking by a campfire yep yep <laughs> um and at different points in that story each one of your uh your buddies he goes off on a little mission he's like hey i gotta leave the group for a little bit i'll be back what they go off and do are all dlcs that weren't available <laughs> at the launch of the game so the whole time i'm like where did Gladius go? What is he doing? It annoyed me so bad. It's not a half bad game, but I, I think that approach was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. However, Final Fantasy XIV puts out the single greatest MMO expansion of all time, Heaven's Word. Holy shit, does that thing rule. Nice. Yeah, I loved Heaven's Word. That's, wait, wait, not Heaven. Was that the one we got through? Yes. Yes, Heaven's Word was the one we did, and we stopped on <coughs> Storm the Blood? one after that. Stormblood. Yep, yep, we never got to... And Endwalker is the one after that, right? I believe the newest one. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, Endwalker is the newest one. I feel like we're missing one somewhere in there. We probably are. Um, um, but, but, yeah. The, but yeah, that was a, Heaven's Word was excellent. I remember loving that story. The most invested I was in a, a FF14 story up to that point like i think um the so like you know what i guess you'd call it the a realm reborn story is is Mm -hmm. fun it's exciting it's fascinating it throws a lot of final fantasy like tropes at you and they all work pretty well Mm -hmm. but to me the story of that game really kicks off in a cool way with um heaven's word heaven's word yeah yeah Mm -hmm. It becomes much, much better of a game, mm-hmm. in my opinion, at that point, too. And not not that it's a bad game leading up to that point, but I really just think if you can make it to that point, you're really rewarded with a, a great story and fun missions, too. I remember the missions standing out. Dude, you know? do you remember the shit that Estinian pulls mm-hmm. in that game? Like, the shocking moment? Like, yep. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I... It's weird because, you know, like there's a story in World of Warcraft, but it's kind of like nebulous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's off on the side. Right. Like you might catch some things, especially if you've played at least Warcraft three. Right. But it doesn't have a story that's at the forefront. The Old Republic and Final Fantasy 14 are very story forward MMOs, which is 
kind of a new experience. And for and and Final Fantasy XIV is really good. It's part of the reason that I am as hyped for sixteen as I am. Right. Mm, I cannot wait for sixteen, bro. Me neither, buddy. It's gonna um, be fun. So, okay. So we kind of covered fighting games. We kind of covered RPGs, right? You know, the the RPG DLC <clears throat> is kind of what it is, right? Like it's extra mm-hmm. missions. It might be, you know, some sort of prologue or prequel to the main story or whatever. Um, they're pretty good. But what we haven't covered are a particular <laughs> dark and gloomy, very hard RPG slash action RPG series that our boy Steve uh, yes. Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Zelda, Breath of the Wild. You got a motorcycle. Actually, that (laughs) DLC was pretty sick. That motorcycle DLC was pretty sick. I bet. I I poo-pooed it. At first, I was like, a motorcycle? And then my ass was on my Nintendo Switch on release night at midnight going, I'm going to get that motorcycle. That motorcycle will be mine. Yeah, man, you're of course talking about from games, of and course. they are they are seriously maestros of the DLC. Like honestly, their best content usually is in the DLC, and of all their games, my favorite DLC is the one in Bloodborne, which to me adds not only a bunch to the story, like honestly a a ton to the story, but adds the best bosses too. There's a couple of boss fights in that that are just absolutely epic and awesome what's that one called the old mm, the old hunters the I old believe. hunters yeah mm-hmm. um um the, there's one in dark souls one artorias of the abyss great great dlc great story more great bosses um people would say the dlc in dark souls 2 where there were three of them and each one was just like a new adventure in like a, a specific land Probably the best part of Dark Souls 2 was the mm-hmm. DLC. Dark Souls 3 had two, Ashes of Ariandel and The Ringed City, and both of those were really good. Hell really, yeah. really good. Um, and then finally, Bloodborne. Uh, Sekiro didn't receive proper DLC, and um, I mean, it kind of did, but it right. was free, just a boss, boss rush kind of deal. Um, and we're really hoping that Elden Ring is going to get something announced soon. Yeah, because I haven't gotten to experience from DLC, right? Like, I played <laughs> Demon Souls. There was no DLC for that. No DLC. And right. Elden Ring. And they just released DLC. And it's so funny, like, because Steve <laughs> and I have been, like, hyping each other up about Elden Ring DLC leading up to the Game Awards. And yesterday, which was, what, the 6th, I guess? Yeah. I was sitting at work. And I get a notification on my watch, and it's like, a news item, you might be interesting. Elden Ring DLC announced for release tomorrow. And I'm like, my hands were shaking. And I was grabbing my phone, and I was like, ooh, I'm texting Steve. He already knows about it, but I'm texting him. I'm going to read about it, right? And I read about it, and it's arena DLC. It's PvP DLC, which is very cool. I just don't fuck with not that your DLC. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, okay, not for me. Yeah, that's Not for the PvP deal. community. Not yeah. really for me either. Like, I, I love the PvP in those games, but I also don't get sweaty with it and don't definitely don't, like, make evenings out of it. Although, there's a three versus three. I'm just saying, me, you, and Jeff could maybe new, do some new boot goofing. That could be kind of fun. I just got a little... Did you see me just get the chills <laughs> a little bit there? Did you see that? I kind of like that. Me up, me back in there with the fucking sword of night and flame in mm-hmm. my hands. Mm-hmm. I Woo! like this. I like this. Okay. Like okay. Going. Okay. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. Um, oh, man. I, I can't believe I haven't brought this up yet. So I was talking, I mentioned um, our buddy Mike, Mike Pappas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who recommended that flight, fight stick. He called me, and this, this does tie into DLC, believe you me. He called me a week or two ago, and we're just chatting, and he's telling me about how he got into a custom Final Fantasy XI server, and how he got it working on his Steam Deck, and how the community is real cool, and all this stuff, and he's like, what do I got to do to get you and Steve to play on the custom server with me and the boys? It's got all the DLC. It's got everything. And I was like, look, buddy, I'll, I'll do it. 
I mean, like, I, <laughs> it doesn't take much to get me to play an MMO, right? I played Final Fantasy XI. It didn't do much for me, but I'll give it another shot. I'm not afraid. So we might have a That's report funny. on that at some point. That would be re- I can't. I can only imagine what Mike's Final Fantasy XI homies are like. They're probably wheeling and dealing Dragon Ball Z pops <laughs> and fucking imported Japanese RPGs and stuff. Mike invited me to a uh, Japanese RPG Facebook group that is the sweatiest Facebook group I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. It is so sweaty. It is like it is the Facebook group personification of the way a convention smells. Oh my goodness. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder what character kind of character Pappas plays. You think he's like a DPS? Know. Yeah, I don't know. I have I'll have to ask him. Hmm. Um you could learn a little bit about people by finding out what their preferred class is in an MMO. Uh did you ever fuck with um BioShock Infinite DLC? I did not. Me neither. Um, I've heard it's really good. That's why I was asking you because I wanted to know. No, yeah. I heard it was pretty good as well. But like I said, my opinion of of Bioshock Infinite wasn't that high at the end of it. So I didn't really seek that one out. But one of these days, I'll probably go back and give that game another shot. Um, I also want to give, I think we would be remiss if we didn't give uh, Hive Busters from Gears mm. of War 5 a shout out because listen we're going to do a full Gears of War 5 and we'll talk about that DLC at length but that DLC I'll tell you this me and Steve started up that DLC with we Will and we started going at it like it was Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> trying to take a shit on it and within the first hour we were like this shit is very cool and it was <laughs> really cool and really good like, yeah, that game's good, man. Uh, I feel like it is an underrated DLC, and I say that because the achievement for finishing the first mission in that DLC is a rare achievement on Xbox. <laughs> oh, man. Yeesh. Yeah, just yeesh. I remember, um, what I'll always remember about that is you going, it really does matter. I guess it really does I guess matter. It, uh, <laughs> it kind of does matter. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was talking all this shit. I was like, because, you know, I, uh, we'll get into it later. We'll talk. We'll yeah, go into that. Funny, yeah, 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 yeah that's a, a bit for another for day. Five. Yep. yep. A bit for another day. Um, <laughs> also, we should shout out Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight does a oh. good job with their DLC. Right. Yep. Like the, even if a, if a new killer DLC comes out, I don't norm. I don't buy it. Right. Because I don't play killer. I'm excited to play against a new killer, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, shouts out to them. I get equally excited about an original or a licensed killer, right? Right. So they've nailed that. New survivors are cool. Granted, I kind of have my two mains. What mm-hmm. do I need even more new ones? Uh, the the licensed ones were cool, like Leon and Jill and Claire and Chris, I think, are the four from Resident Evil that are in there now. Mm-hmm. Um, Resident Evil, another series with good DLC. Yes, Honestly. sir. I've heard uh, that that seven DLC is pretty good. Seven has excellent DLC. Um, five has pretty good DLC, mm-hmm. and um, I did hear that the DLC for eight wasn't wasn't lighting anybody's socks on fire. So, oh, really? Yeah. But that's okay. <clears throat> um, and then you know, you get into the modern age, and and it. Like DLC is still used, right? But the term you hear more now, micro transactions, small mm-hmm. pieces of DLC that most of the time make some sort of cosmetic change to the game, like horse armor in Oblivion. Exactly. Oh, were they a little ahead of their time? Probably, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, look, it's been detailed. I'm coop. Oh, hold on one second. Dang, sorry guys. I had a, a a visitor that stopped by real quick. Somebody knocked on the door. Um, it's well documented. I've spent way too much money on fucking Fortnite skins. They delight me to no end. They put all kinds of shit I like in there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then I get into the original characters and stuff. So like, there's a thing that I learned about Steve and I through the pandemic. We'll we'll spend a, a little cash on a microtransaction. 
both not of afraid. us neither one of us are afraid and you know what we try to fucking prince valiant white knight that shit every time we talk about it like yeah we're just like supporting developers we like you know <laughs> you know exactly we're right. trying, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah man just, we're just you know got I all these hours in these games i just need a few v bucks to get the edge take the edge off i'm not addicted <laughs> yeah. yeah no just a few v bucks baby come on so, look at how my dead by daylight character looks oh, he's ready to go to the beach <laughs> bro the dead by daylight error of character uh cosmetics is was the first taste the that i needed that, and then you saw how it multiplied in fortnite right like yep. the fact that those outfits weren't tied to any character i could just get anyone i thought was cool right because like on dead by daylight if there was a cool outfit that wasn't for a character that i played i wasn't gonna be like damn i gotta yeah. level up dwight no thank you <laughs> It's pretty good. No, Come I'm on. just joking. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> um, so one one that I have an experience that I'm planning now that the next gen version or update is coming is uh, the Witcher Three DLC, right? Mm, excellent DLC, that's, right here. That, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I know you've played what is it, Hearts of Stone? Hearts of Stone, yeah. And I didn't play the the second one, Blood and Wine, but that is definitely on the menu for um, our replay. And uh, yes. from what I've been reading, they say that it's impressive, especially the performance mode, which is usually what I play on. Yeah, I've heard that. I've been reading some early impressions of that as well, and it seems pretty cool. Um, I want to shout Wait. out uh, fucking Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls mm. because... A whole last class? It added my boy back. It added the Necromancer back, my favorite class in Diablo. So that was a big deal for me because I was definitely bummed when the classes for Diablo 3 were first announced. I was like, what? No, Necromancer? What's wrong with you guys? Nice. <clears throat> um, lately, I have been addicted to a game on Game Pass called uh, Vampire Survivors. Yep, and they just announced their first they, major DLC. They, they announced DLC. You know how much it's going to cost? Huh. Two bucks. Two bucks. <laughs> two dollars. That I game is five dollars on Steam. Game is five dollars on Steam, and it's on Game Pass. And I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to my words, you should check this game out. Mm -hmm. I hear it's really good. I'm going to play it on stream at some point. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, so what's are, what are some other ones that pop into my head I mean we've hit a lot of them yeah we've hit a lot of them I know we're missing some hopefully yeah. somebody emails us about the, about it and is like oh man you missed uh, when they put Howard the Duck in this game or whatever I don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> Howard the Duck fuck yeah man <laughs> from the mind of George Lucas the movie not the character originally um yeah, man. So, in my opinion, the the kind of DLCs that I get most excited for are like fighting game characters, obviously. New maps and first-person shooters, If especially if I'm playing it a lot, right? Like, a new map just is a lifeline to continue that game even further. Like, my biggest complaint about Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer at launch, too, too few maps right like mm -hmm. it was great it was wonderful otherwise like from a gameplay position uh standpoint the battle pass could they use some work to really hone in and, and make that a better experience sure um but yeah if they do any any first person shooter does good maps like as post-release dlc that's only gonna keep you playing right that's that's the key to keeping your community sort of engaged i feel like Mm -hmm. um uh and then rpg story content dlc cd project red right they do they approach it from a very sort of old school pc expansion uh approach mm -hmm. right where mm -hmm. it's it's large chunks of story like what hearts of stone is like maybe 10 hours or something like that yeah and that is folded into the regular game mm -hmm. whereas i think blood and wine is almost it's separate i think oh okay that's i cool. think it's I, I think you have to do it separately from the main the main story yeah you, you can still use your Geralt with all his gear and stuff like that but 
I just don't think you're able to go interact with the regular world. Oh, so you're sort of large. cordoned off into its own special area. Right, I think so. But okay. it's like a it's like twenty hour DLC. I yeah, think. that's it's, a, it's, it's got a good length to it, and it's one that got almost universal praise. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. We've got speaking of CD Projekt, we've got some Cyberpunk DLC coming mm-hmm. in the future to look forward to. That's only on next gen consoles. Yep, and it seems like it's major DLC. Like Yeah, major. like big time like story DLC. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll have some Elden Ring story DLC to report about in the future. I admit the Coliseum thing made me a little less um hopeful sure. that we'll get get something at the Game Awards. You don't think yeah. they're going to announce Disputant? pain of dis- disputants <laughs> so you know what's funny is by the time people hear this they'll know because the game awards are tomorrow yeah. and we're not releasing this till monday that's right um, and i'm really excited about tomorrow again people will hear this and be like oh, that was that was last week dipshits but we're recording tomorrow yeah. on the stream it's gonna be fun um so yeah man uh what are some of you guys's favorite dlcs do you have any what are some of the worst that you can think of because i've definitely you know, encountered some that aren't great. Like I said, the Mass <sighs> Effect 2 ones are, are hit or miss. There's one with a hover tank that's just not great. There's um, some bad Far Cry DLC out there. Ooh, I know that. Yeah. Some um, of the Borderlands stuff can be good, and it mm-hmm. can also be really, really poo-poo pee-pee. I, so I remember for Borderlands 2 getting through like maybe the first three DLCs and being like, Mm, these aren't for me (laughs) these are not for me um look we both sort of goof on destiny the original destiny i don't know much about uh destiny 2 as far as that goes but destiny 1 had some dlc that i was legitimately excited for and was legitimately good dlc i have yeah i i really enjoyed uh pretty much all the destiny 1 dlc Mm mm-hmm I think Destiny 2, I think I bailed on Destiny 2 before any of the DLC dropped. I was just like, I just can't keep doing this. But, man, Nick and Berkeley and I used to do the Crota Raid so much. And um, the Prison of Elders, uh, which was on the second DLC for Destiny, had one of my most favorite gaming memories of all time. Like, I will literally never forget it. Uh, I'll tell that story one day on the podcast, but not today. But, yeah, man, I love the DLC model. People can can hate on it all they want talk about how it's just money grabs and whatnot but i think that if it's done done well and i agree a lot of times it isn't but yeah. when it's done well it's worth the money and you know it's an additional line of support for these companies that mean so much to us and put out these great products yeah you know? and if it's a game you love like dlc is right up my alley it's more it's more of what i love do you know how stoked i would be if if after like a year they were like, oh, by the way, here's uh, 20 minutes of VLC, video <laughs> download content for Star Wars or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, bro, right? I'd be excited. Yeah. Like 20 minutes set after The Rise of Skywalker that's just Ray hanging out looking for Jedi. I would poo poo pee pee myself. <laughs> yeah, um, or like when, when bands, like a lot of bands now, they'll put out a record and then like a couple months later, they'll be like, here's these four songs that almost made the record, uh-huh. you know? And I'll be like, fuck, these should have all been on the record. You yeah. just released a 16 song album. Are you crazy? You know, yeah. but like, yeah, it's I, more for me is always good. Yeah. And especially in this day and age, if you, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it most of the time. No. The thing about the DLC is you can do it piecemeal. It's like a la carte or yep. whatever. You know? And so, um, we were talking about how we're doing the the game of the year or the video game awards stream tomorrow. I didn't realize on our anchor profile anchors is who hosts the podcast that people can like leave comments on your episodes mm-hmm. and on our episode about um, the game awards and our game of the year, the pixel freak says Kirby in the forgotten land is my game of the year. It's the only brand new game I played this year. And to that, I say, fuck yeah, buddy. Right. Yeah, on. man. Fuck yeah! If you're only gonna play one, hey man, I I get down. Should have probably should have probably been Elden Ring, but you know, <laughs> man, it, my, his name is the Pixel Freak, and he likes Kirby. He might. I'm just like, kidding. He might man. be like, bro, that is not my jam. Hey, look, Pixel Freak, <laughs> Pixel Freak, Vampire Survivors, bro, check this. Yeah, okay, yeah, good call. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys. So listen, follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Email us some of your best and worst DLC memories to highpotionpod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you next week for episode 81. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.